Hello, and welcome to the Life with Brittany podcast, a space for kindred spirits in pursuit of beauty and joy for the heart, home, and heritage. I'm Brittany McNeil, wife and homeschooling mother of four, and I hope you find inspiration, solidarity, and the invitation to claim quiet, beauty, and grace for your blessed journey. Come in, light a candle, and pour yourself a cup of something warm. Beauty and joy await you. Well, hello, everybody. I hope that everyone has had a restful and fun weekend and that you're all gearing up for the week ahead. I'm apologizing ahead of time for my voice being slightly raspy. I don't know what happened, but I kind of started to lose it over the weekend. But I feel like I still have enough voice in me to record this podcast and all of my babies are sleeping and quiet right now. So this is a good time for me. But um, anyway, I just wanted to thank everybody so much just for the support and encouragement that you all showed me um, via text messages and direct messages or sharing about my podcast to your stories. It really just meant so much to me um, to just to have that encouragement and that support. And I just I really, really, really appreciate it. And I'm so looking forward to everything um, that God wants to do with this podcast and just the encouragement that he wants to bring to us and the way that he wants to grow us and stretch us as women. And I'm just really, really looking forward to it. So thank you so much for your support. And please also continue to direct message me suggestions, um, just different topics that you guys would maybe like um, for me to share about. So please keep those coming. Um, So today I want to talk about the importance of doing hard things in front of your children. And I want to share about four rhythms that we can incorporate into our lives that will keep us modeling and exemplifying what it looks like to live a radically brave and vibrant life of faith in action in the eyes of our children. And what inspired this was actually the other day when I um, published my first episode of the podcast, I uh, gathered my little girls around and I was just like, hey girls, listen to this real quick. And I started to play um, my episode. And my oldest daughter, Noelle, her reaction was so amazing and will stand out in my memory forever. And I was so overwhelmed with emotions and it just dawned on me this is why I've got to continue to do hard things. This is why I need to persist um, in this journey that God has called me to because they are watching. My daughters are watching and they need to see me doing hard things. They need to see me constantly growing and not coming to a place of um, stagnancy or or just um, idleness. They need to see me pushing through and, and constantly growing. So that's what inspired Um, this topic for tonight. So I just really want to quickly want to read um, a journal entry that I wrote about her reaction um, to me starting my podcast. And just just to put it out there, so nobody thinks that this is how I journal all the time. Sometimes my journal entries are beautifully and eloquently and thoughtfully written as I'm sipping my most delicious tea from beautiful China while my beautiful piano music is lilting through the air. And other times my journaling, it's bullet point chicken scratch as I'm slurping rather loudly and unladylike out of a crinkled up water bottle with a squealing baby and squabbling older children as the soundtrack. So yes, the former is always the most ideal. 
But I'm learning, just like all of you, every day to live in the tension between my ideals and just the stuff of everyday ordinary life. Um, but on this particular day, I actually did have a few minutes to, to really think and, and put words on paper. So I just want to read this really quickly. The way she looked at me, my sweet Noelle, when she heard my voice come through on the podcast channel, is a memory forever etched in my heart. The pure and unadulterated joy, seemingly expressible by children only, graced her precious snaggletooth face with the most genuine of smiles. Literal light appeared in the flash of her eyes and showed its rays in her pursed lips and girlish chuckles. Overwhelmed by the gift of her delight and display of approval, I was moved to tears. Sensing her pride in me felt like a reward of sorts the harvesting of some ripe and delicious long-awaited fruit. Standing there in what felt like time frozen, I realized that that moment, that expression, that display of true and honest happiness for my maiden voyage into the endless sea of voices and messages was the reason I must persist. In faith, in hope, in joy, with creativity, intentionality, grit and grace, and always with the whole of myself. My little women are watching. They need me to conquer my own fears. They need me to deal with my own insecurities. They need me to keep confessing sin and yielding myself to the work of the Holy Spirit day in and day out. They need to see me live a life of integrity, relentless tenacity, and joy exceedingly. I must become all that God would have me be so that their hearts and souls are stocked with everything needed to one day go and be all that they are called to be. I must commit to excellence. I must commit to prayer. I must commit to ponder scripture. I must commit to cultivate what matters. This is what it means to lead them by the hand and guide them along the path of righteousness. Lord, I commit afresh to becoming a life-giving woman mother and wife. I offer up the whole of myself to your kingdom purposes. So that moment for me was just really, really special. And it got me thinking about practical ways that I can continue to practice living well. And I hope that these um, ways will also encourage you. So the first one, the first thing that I think that we can practice as women and as mothers in our daily lives is we need to get in the habit of, number one, slaying our sin. Slay your sin. Sin is a dragon that will literally kill us. We must slay it. If we allow resentment or bitterness or selfishness or pride or lust, laziness, whatever it is, to continue to grow, it will breed disease and dysfunction and disorder. It may seem small and harmless now, but it can kill us. Puritan writer and pastor John Owen famously said, kill your sin or it will be killing you. It's so true. We have to starve our sin. What you feed will keep growing. So if you keep feeding selfishness, it's going to keep growing. If you keep feeding bitterness, it's going to keep growing. If you keep feeding less, it'll keep growing. Whatever it is for you, we all know ourselves. We all know our idols. We all know those things that we run to that are quick, that are easy when we're tired, when we are 
feeling overwhelmed. We all have things that we run to, sin or idols in our lives, and we must get in the habit of slaying those things, not letting them take root, but uprooting them immediately, not letting them have any place in our hearts. We have to sow to the spirit and not sow to our flesh. I always think about when we allow sinful patterns to just continue in our lives and go unchecked, there is so much at stake. Our hearts, our homes, and our heritage are all on the line when we don't choose to be intentional about really going to battle and going to war with those things that are at war within us. And it's just so important to stay in the word, to stay in prayer, to have accountability so that we can continue to walk as women who are righteous and who are pursuing a holy life. And I also want to encourage you, no one is more for your deliverance and your success and you living faithfully, and you living righteously, then God. The scripture says that he shouts and sings songs of deliverance over us, that he is the one who strengthens our feeble knees. He's not looking over at us and just being angry and having a checklist that we need to check off, or just, you know, carefully watching every little bad thing we do so that he can call us out on it in an angry way, but he is for us. He is there to point out the things in our hearts that are not of him so that we can turn to him in repentance, give it to him and allow him to transform us from the inside out. Our biggest motivator for slaying our sin should always be God's glory. We want to live lives that honor and glorify him. But I would also say that a close second to that is we need to slay our sin and think about our children while we're doing it. How do we want to live in front of them? What kind of example do we want to set for them? So I think that this is such a crucial thing in our lives as women and as mothers. We must be in the habit of regularly slaying our sin, not letting it take root, but we want to be able to leave a heritage of integrity and a heritage of righteousness and holiness. Perfection is not the goal here either. Sanctification is. Sanctification is the goal. And I love this quote um, by C.S. Lewis regarding sin. It says, It would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong but too weak. We are half-hearted creatures, fooling about with drink and sex and ambition When infinite joy is offered us, like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what it is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea, we are far too easily pleased. And I believe that that's true with the sin in our lives. Sometimes we settle for so much when God is saying, I have so much more for you. Lay down that aisle. Lay down that idol, lay down that sin. I have infinite joy that I want to pour out on you. I want to change you. I want to grow you. I want to help you live into your capacity and live into your potential. And so we need to regularly be coming to him 
confessing our sins and confessing our sins one to another. And I'll get into that a little bit later. But let's also just be self-aware. Let's know our natural tendencies. Know our natural proclivities and be aware of our instinctual bents. We need to become acquainted with our personalities and our strengths and our weakness where our personality is concerned so that we can set up all of the right safeguards for ourselves so that we can not be stumbling through sin, but walking victoriously and walking righteously. So that's the first thing, the first rhythm that I think that we could really put into place in our life to help us um, model um, what it means to live a brave and authentic, radical life of faith in front of our kids. The second thing, we need to face our fears. However small or big they may be, there have been times in my motherhood journey where my biggest fear, honestly, was getting the kids all ready and dressed and like heading out to the park, partially because I am introverted and a lot of times I have this fear of small talk and I kind of get overwhelmed by it and I and sometimes be prone to to social anxiety. So there were times when just something as simple as getting everybody out into the park, you know, was a fearful thing for me. And I know it sounds silly, but I'm just being real. Sometimes that felt overwhelming to me. And there were times where I just needed to say, Brittany, you are going to get up and we are all going to go to the park and you are going to be intentional about talking to at least one or two moms even if it's small talk, just to make connection, just to model to your children, pursuing other people and being willing to engage other people. And at those times, those were small ways for me to face my fears and to model for my children, even in the littlest things, being brave. And some were bigger things, like even doing this podcast. I was really afraid to start this podcast in a lot of ways, even though it had been on my heart for a really long time, you know, it just seemed a little bit daunting to, um, to jump on here and share my heart and, and share my thoughts and then kind of, you know, be out for everybody to hear. And, but this was something that I had to face. It was something that I had to be intentional about and really, um, put in the effort to come face to face with it. So whatever your fears are, try to face them. Try to pick something every day that you're going to work on, something every day that you're going to try to grow in so that you can model for your children constantly growing in strength. Um, Number three, another um, rhythm that I think that we could put into our lives to model um, a life of radical faith and bravery for our children is walk with the wise. Relationships with women who call us to our best selves are important. And I'm not talking about um, friends calling us to our best behavior modified self or 10 steps to a better you self-helpish type self. But I'm talking about friends who call you to your redeemed self in Christ. The friends that challenge you to appropriate into your life, the perfect righteousness that has already been imputed to you through the cross of Christ. We need quote unquote appropriation friends, those who call us to walk out practically in our lives, that which is already a spiritual reality. We don't want friends who are after a better us. We want friends who are after a brand new 
us in Christ. So we must surround ourselves with other wise women. And sometimes that's going to be by way of face-to-face relationship. This could come through the books that you read. This could come from reading biographies of great men and women who have walked before us. But just learn to walk with the wise. This could be a series of podcasts. This could be any number of things. Find wise people. Start to engage with wise thoughts. Start to engage with people who have lived their lives in such a way that you say, you know what? I want my life to look like that. I want my life to follow that example. Um, Just a couple weeks ago, I just had the most wonderful privilege of spending time with two of my most favorite people in the whole world, my two, two of my really close friends, Erica and Kathy. And Um, They will probably be on here at some point. Erica and Kathy, I'm just volunteering you guys to come onto my podcast at some point. But we got to go out and we got to talk with each other. We cried together. We were able to share things. We were able to unload burdens. And it was just such a beautiful time to be in their presence because they challenged me to be more excellent. They caused me to want to grow and to be a better wife and to be a better mom, and to be a better Christian, just a better woman in general, they call me to that. And so it's so important to find those women in your life that you can do that with. And be really, really careful of closely aligning yourself with women who build their life on foolish principles. Be really, really careful. Don't spend too much time around moms who are constantly talking negatively about other friends or talking really nastily about their husband or even talking in an unkind way about their children. Get around women who have life-giving words that lead life-giving lives. It's so important. It will benefit us. It will help us to grow And it will call us onward and upward and further up and further in. And the last rhythm that I think that we could put into our life to really begin to model bravery and radical faith to our kids is learn to grow in grace. Grow in grace. Learn to be a better recipient of God's grace and the grace that those who love you are wanting to give you and practice extending it yourself. We can lay foundations of grace in our homes by regularly practicing repentance when we have failed and being quick to forgive when we are hurt in some way. Our family pastor shared with my husband and I a couple years ago, um, we had just called him and we're working through a few things just in our marriage and in our life in general. And we were calling to get his advice and seek his counsel. And he said something that for me was so profound at the time and it revolutionized the way that I um, am mothering my children. But he said, if you fail to lead by example, lead with repentance. If you fail to lead by example, lead with repentance. Lead by apologizing. Lead by owning your mistakes and owning what you have done wrong. And oftentimes we falsely believe that humbling ourselves undermines our authority as parents. But the truth is that genuine repentance reflected in steady growth 
actually elevates our influence over our children in a positive way, they will begin to tune into our hearts rather than tune us out. They will see authenticity rather than hypocrisy. So if we can grow in grace, if we can get better at extending it and better at humbly receiving it, we will begin to model to our children what it looks like to continue to grow, to continue to be brave, to continue to lead a life of radical faith. We have to choose as moms to continue to do the hard things in life. Do it in front of your children in the small ways, in the big ways. And I really think that these four practices will help us to do that. Get in the habit of slaying your sin, facing your fears, walking with the wise, and growing in grace. These are things that I am purposing to put into my daily life. And I hope that these thoughts encourage you as you begin your week. Know that God loves you so much that he wants to see you flourish as a woman. He wants to see you flourish as a mother. He is there to send his Holy Spirit to help you and to be an aid for you and to be a guide for you. And so just be encouraged wherever you are. And maybe you find yourself tonight feeling overwhelmed or weighed down with a lot of guilt and with a lot of shame. Remember the fourth point, grow in grace, receive God's grace right now, even where you are tonight or wherever you are, whenever you're listening to this, receive God's grace. If you have wronged someone in your life or wronged your children or there there are things that you have done or said that you know are not right, humbly confess those things. Humble yourself and allow yourself to receive that grace from God and receive whatever grace um, your loved ones want to extend to you. So anyway, I hope that this encouraged you and I just am praying for everybody who's listening to this podcast. I believe that God is so all about what we're doing each and every day at home with our children. He is so for this, this great calling and and adventure of motherhood and he is with us and he wants to gird us with grace and provide us with strength and he wants to give us peace in our hearts. And so I pray that you would experience all of those things tonight and as you go about your week. Be blessed. I love you all. Know that the Lord loves you. And I will be recording another one soon. Have a good night, everybody.